to the Relational Grace Podcast, where we share the teachings of Pastor Nick Harris, who taught us that Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. I'm Jamie Russell, Pastor Harris's son. Thank you for joining us for this fourth and final teaching of the Christ is Christmas Advent series. Now, given the nature of this podcast and how it's dependent on past recordings, it's inevitable that we're going to run into some instances where we simply don't have the full recording of the teaching. Well, sadly, on this final teaching of Dad's 2017 Advent series, it seems that the entire teaching was not captured successfully. However, I say we don't let that get us down. I say this Christmas we put on our Hercule Poirot of all things biblical caps that Pastor Harris taught us to wear for so many years, and we do our best to deduce where he was coming from leading up to the end of his teaching as we listen to the final 6 minutes and 45 seconds of this message. I think there's so much that can be taken from this small snippet of teaching that I couldn't help but go ahead and share it to wrap up the series. I mean, leave it up to Dad to teach the Christmas story from the Gospel of John. He proves that you don't need wise men or shepherds or angels to tell the story of the miracle of Christmas. I hope you're able to take away as much insight as I did from this very brief teaching. Now, before we kick things off, I'd like to take this time to extend a Merry Christmas from the Ariel Ministries team and the Relational Grace podcast team to everyone that listens and supports our podcasting effort and our ongoing ministry. No matter what year or what time of year you're listening, we want you to know that we love you all and pray blessings over your families and loved ones as you gather together to celebrate the gift of Jesus Christ to the world this season and all year long. So let's jump into this very short but profound fourth and final teaching of this Advent series titled, The Christmas Story. It is dependent upon the willingness of eternal God to divest himself of his divine prerogatives and to take upon himself human flesh. Let me repeat. It was essential to the plan of salvation that the second person of the divine Godhead become a human being, that he take on human flesh. And he did. Now let me offer you one or two historical facts about this. The year that Jesus arrived on this planet was 6 B.C. Remember that. Jesus was not born in zero. Jesus was born in 6 B.C. You say, Pastor, how can you know that? We know that Herod was alive when Jesus was two years old. And he died in 4 B.C. Therefore, Jesus must have been born in 6 B.C. When he was born, he was born in a little village, six miles south of the major city of Jerusalem, a village called Bethlehem in the Roman province of Judea. He didn't come upon clouds of glory, as some might imagine. Instead, he made his appearance as a helpless human infant in a stable cave. Now, incidentally, several of the main contributors to the Nativity story were a group of angelic beings, among whom was the archangel Gabriel. And the events these angels the roles these, eventual, these angels played were crucial to the nativity. Consider this. These angels made appearances to four of the persons, or groups of persons, immediately connected to the Christmas event. Now, in each of these cases, the people to whom the angel or the angels appeared experienced a similar reaction. Read it. You're right, DJ. They feared Every single participant experienced a sense of profound terror. Yet in spite of their reactions, 
Several of these persons responded positively to the angelic message. They immediately broke forth in praising and glorifying God. And in each of these praise responses, there was quotation straight from the Old Testament scriptures. So clearly, in spite of their fear, in spite of all the trepidations, they understood the basic message the angels came to deliver. And in each situation, the angelic message was always a variation on the same theme. The angel or angels verbally declared that the long-awaited Redeemer of the world was about to be born. And because these individuals understood the angelic message clearly, they could and did repeat those messages to people around them. The point is this. The appearance and announcement of these angels did not represent some occultic, esoteric mystery. The people to whom the angels appeared were not at all confused by the message they heard. They understood that the long-awaited Redeemer of the world had now appeared, and they were able and willing to communicate that message to others around them. And beloved, that is our calling today. We are called to broadcast the good news that 2,000 years ago, God acted in human history. We are called to tell the world that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, bearing two awesome gifts for the human family. That baby in Bethlehem came to bring first light and then light. Let me close my Christmas message this morning with these words from John 1, 6-14. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light, one of the two gifts, that all through him might believe. He was not that light. John the Baptist was not, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him he came to his own and his own did not receive him but as many as received him you are here this morning because you have received him and here's his promise to you the Christ child's promise to you that as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. That's you. Who were, not, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Now my friends, that is the Christmas story. We don't often hear it read from John's Gospel. Because there's no wise men and no shepherds and no angels. 
There is just the word of Almighty God saying, I've given you a present. And the present is my son. And my son is full of grace. And he's full of truth. And he's going to change the world for the better. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Don't forget to connect with Ariel Ministries on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our email list at arielministries.com. That's Ariel spelled A-R-I-E-L. We look forward to keeping you updated on upcoming episodes and projects. If you would like to support the missional efforts of Ariel Ministries in Thoraka, Kenya with Each One Feed One, we'd like to remind you that 10% of all donations to Ariel Ministries will support this missional effort. Visit arielministries.com give for online donations and other methods of giving. To learn more about the Thoraka mission, you can visit arielministries.com missions. You can also listen to episode 26 for a deeper dive into how our relationship with Each One Feed One and the McCarter family started over 35 years ago, where we are today, and where we're headed in the future.